What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Uh, I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rob Goldberger. And today we're back with another weekly episode, kind of doing the same deal as we have these past few weeks, talking about the MLB playoffs and then breaking it down in terms of the NFL season. NFL is already up to week six. Pretty crazy. The season just it'll just fly by. You'll blink and it'll be, you know, the playoffs already, which is pretty crazy. But we are going to start in the MLB. Uh, another crazy week of playoffs. We saw some crazy things happen, but we are in the, now in the championship series. Um, Rob's just fixing his computer. Um, but uh, besides the point, you're good. <laughs> you're so good. Um, we're in the championship series. It's Red Sox Astros, and it is uh, Dodgers versus the Braves. Um, it's been very good so far. So, Rob, I'm going to start with you here. I mean, starting in the American League, both these teams, the Red Sox were able to defeat the Rays in four games. That was pretty impressive. And then the Houston Astros, it just seems like this team's kind of a dynasty at this point. Five straight ALCS appearances. What are your thoughts on this matchup, how they got there, and, uh, you know, this series moving forward? Uh, yeah, I mean, five ALCSs in five years is just almost absurd. Uh, obviously, the, the, the scandal, we, 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 we know how it is. We know that they have an unfortunate pass, but guys like Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa. It's almost sort of a Barry Bond situation. Not obviously to that extent where we know how good they are. It's just, it sort of makes the cheating all the worse, if that makes sense. We know how good they are, and yet they did it anyway. But this team is just so deep from front to start. The lineup is insane. Kyle Tucker hitting in that six to second, six to seven spot. Any, any night, it's just unbelievable. Any team in baseball will kill for that kind of depth. Uh, I, I mean... Kike Hernandez sort of seems to be carrying the Red Sox on his back. Less than he, no one really showed up besides him. Uh, I, I don't really see the, the Red Sox defeating the Astros. I mean, the, the just I don't even know what to say about them. They're, they're so good. It's just they're so deep. And just the names they're throwing out of the bullpen. Kendall Graveman has been just unbelievable since coming over from Seattle in that trade. Uh, I mean, they they really don't have any weaknesses. I mean, Lance McCullers is going to miss the the rest of the series. We'll see if the Red Sox can maybe take advantage of the lack of a little bit of starting pitching depth. But I don't know. I I, I just don't see the Red Sox bullpen being able to keep up with this Astros lineup. Yeah, I think you said it well. I mean, I think the Red Sox did a very good job. They advanced past the Rays. And I think the Rays was kind of something that I touched on last week and just that that lack of starting pitching. I just don't think that can last in the playoffs. I don't think you can have – literally zero starters, true starters, and win a playoff series. I just don't think that, um, you know, formula or method works. Um, and I think we saw that the, the Rays bullpen did not have a best series at all. Um, in terms of the Astros, I mean, like you said, they're just such a good team. They beat up on the White Sox, who are, you know, pretty good baseball team. They've got some good pitching there and, and whatnot, good lineup. But the Houston Astros lineup is just probably one of the best, if not the best in baseball. Like you said, the whole cheating scandal aside, obviously – I think what is bad about that is just they made the wrong decision. That was just poor judgment. People and leaders in place just not um, making the smartest decisions. But they're a very good baseball team, and anyone who says differently is ridiculous. And I think people are starting to move past the cheating scandal almost in a way. Obviously, the teams affected mainly are going to still carry that on. But the fact is this team is still very good. They probably could have won the World Series even without cheating. So I think people are starting to realize that and kind of move past the cheating thing. It's been a few years now. Um, they've let out their anger. I mean, there'll always be people who stick with that. But at this point, I've moved past it. I don't really care anymore. This is a good baseball team. 
and they've made the ALCS back-to-back years. So you can't really talk trash about them since. And like you said, I mean, this is going to be a tough team to defeat. The playoff experience is just out of this world as well. These All these guys have played so many playoff games, and they're all so clutch. You see Altuve and Correa both hitting big home runs last night. Those guys do that nightly in the playoffs. I mean, it's pretty insane the amount of clutch home runs those guys have. Um, and they lost their most clutch player in the playoffs in George Springer, arguably, and mm-hmm. they're still such a good and talented lineup. So Houston, it's going to be fun to see what that series happens. I agree with you. I had to ask for, I believe I said the Astros would make the World Series last week, and I, I stick by that, that prediction. You so. said that. My yeah, so I'm sticking with that. Uh, Houston looks good right now. My World Series prediction was already proven massively wrong within three days of uh, three days <laughs> being made. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Uh, but moving on to the other series, unless you want to say something about the ALCS. No, no, I was, I was actually going to transition to the NL. Uh, All right, so you trans, you take us to the NLCS. Uh, there, there was some questionable umpiring in that game five between the Giants and the Dodgers. The, you know, the Chris Bryant five-ball strikeout uh, that obviously Wilmer Flores check swing at the end. It's uh, not a good way to end the series. But the those two teams, I, I think – the Giants, they really have nothing to be ashamed of. This is an unbelievable season for them. It's a brutal way to go out, but to challenge the team with a $300 million payroll when you have got when you have a team that wasn't really even expected to challenge for the playoffs, if I'm correct. I mean, maybe a wild card spot or something, but this, this is a team that came out of nowhere and they really took the Dodgers down to the very end. I mean, I think this is a team with a bright future. I mean, obviously it's going to be very contingent on some of these guys keeping up this production that they really haven't had for the outside the season for their careers. I think they'll be able to do, it. I think Gabe Kapler, he'll win NL manager of the year in a landslide. I think they're building something special over there. They really have nothing to be ashamed of, but uh, it just shows you how scary the Dodgers are. Cause even when they look down and out in some, in a game yeah, after game three, you thought, well, maybe the giants really do have this one. That one, uh, that one, nothing really seemed a little bit demoralizing for the Dodgers. They just come back, and then they can just bring Scherzer out of the bullpen whenever they want. It's, it's almost just it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Like you said, the Dodgers just such a talented team, and like you said, with the Giants, nothing to be ashamed of. Obviously, we'll see what happens this offseason. Kevin Gosman's a pending free agent. Chris Bryant now a pending free agent. So there's a chance they lose some of those quality guys. And can guys like Brennan Crawford, Brennan Bell, Buster Posey keep up that production from this year? It, it remains to be seen. I think they'll still be a very good ball club next year, but I think this was probably a peak year in terms of, I mean, look at all the guys and having their career years. But that said, Logan Webb, that guy is a superstar in the making. He is one of the best young pitchers in baseball through two great games of the series. And it's a tough way to go out. Like you said, bad umpire, but at the end of the day, you scored one run. So at the end of the day, your offense has to step up and score more than that. You can't rely on the umpires to save you on a check swing it is an unfortunate truth of the situation. But the Dodgers, like you said, I mean, it's such a good ball club. They are so deep. Cody Bellinger, big hit. I mean, he has been terrible all year, but he's put up some big hits when he's gotten them these playoff, this playoff. So good for him. On the flip side, though, the Atlanta Braves, I mean, that was a very shocking series win, in my opinion. I thought they had no chance against the Milwaukee Brewers. But the Atlanta Braves, I mean, back-to-back NLCS appearances now. This is a team that, you know, even without Ronald Acuna, Mike Soroka, has managed to find a ways to win, and it's pretty interesting. I mean, it shows anything can happen in the playoffs. Braves lineup is pretty good, though. I mean, Freddie Freeman, he's one of the best players in baseball, unquestioned. And they've got good depth in that lineup. They've got guys like Eddie Rosario, Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall, uh, Austin Riley's a superstar in the making. Ozzie Albies is great. 
Um, they've just got all these pieces. The pitching held up pretty well. And, you know, for the Brewers, I think that problem was always going to be the, the, the batting in the lineup. Uh, I think you knew the pitching was going to kind of be able to hold the Braves. And, you know, the Braves didn't really score too many runs in this series. I mean, they scored like, what, three, five runs. So it was definitely in reach. It's just the Brewers lineup has just something, uh, you know, it's definitely the weak part of that team, the reason that this team was unable unable. Uh, to advance past the NLDS. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of people said it. I didn't agree with them at the time, but a lot of people said, uh, to their credit, that the Brewers lineup wouldn't – that they were so big of a weakness that despite having three legitimate – I mean, even aces this year, it wouldn't even matter. And I, it just yeah, – of course, pitching is important, but you, you can't win with that bad of a lineup. You just can't. I mean, the, their pitching was that of a hundred and – five win world series winner and they're hitting really was, it was, it was below league average. It was a below league average lineup and it got exposed in the playoffs. And a lot of people said it happened. I wasn't sure they would lose to Atlanta, but they did because I mean, what did they, there's a point where they scored like what, like one run in three games or something like that, or like two runs in three games, something along those lines, the lineup's not, it's just not good enough. Uh, And they they really got to do some more to improve because they can't let that pitching staff go to waste. Yeah. I mean, they scored two runs, like you said, in the first three games. That's insane. That's just embarrassing. And the Braves, you know, they have decent pitching, but it's nothing in, incredible. I mean, they don't have superstars at that lineup. I mean, they've got good young guys, Max Reedy and Anderson, uh, to name a few, but it's nothing that you can't hit in the major leagues and in the playoffs. Um, I mean, moving ahead to, you know, looking at the Dodgers Braves series, I'm going to take the Dodgers. I mean, I just don't think the Braves are built enough to beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers are just such a good baseball team and they just beat a very good Giants team. So, I would be very surprised to see the Braves win. But, I mean, the Braves, this team has the ability to get hot. And if their pitching can hold the Dodgers down, which, you know, I mean, this ain't the Brewers lineup. But if they can pull that off, we'll see what happens. We'll see if Max Muncy is able to return sometime in this playoff uh, run. I don't know if he will, but it's very interesting. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Dodgers. I think they'll win in, like, five or six games probably. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with the Dodgers in five games. I would be maybe more inclined to pick an Atlanta upset if Okuni and Soroka were healthy, but they're not. Uh, I just don't really think they're even in the same stratosphere as the Dodgers competitively. Uh, so I'll, I'll take Dodgers in five. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so that will do it for the MLB. We'll – be uh, sure to keep talking about that as the uh, World Series nears and whatnot. But we are going to talk about the NFL. Week five was definitely a very busy one. So we're going to touch on a few of these games. Um, arguably, there was potential game of the year candidates in this. Um, is this? Yes, week five. Here we go. So not much going on in these top three games. Eagles were able to beat the Panthers. Credit to you. You predicted that. You uh, kind of called the Panthers bluff. So um, good for you. Um, not much going on here. Packers, Bengals. I mean, what was going on there? What were your thoughts on that game, real quick? I mean, the missed field goals and whatnot, the chaos that ensued. Um, Packers just squeaked it out. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in my entire life. Uh, and when I got the first notification that he missed two in a row, I switched over to red zone to watch the game. It's the third one, and they've never five straight missed field goals total. I've never seen anything like that. But I don't know. Maybe the Cincinnati Bengals are better than I've been getting giving them credit for. They really hung with the pack, the Packers, and they really had a shot to win this game, and they should have. But Aaron Rodgers getting away, getting it done on the road, in clutch time again. Same old story. 
I don't think this Packers team is good enough to compete with the cream of the crop in the NFC. I think they're probably a tier below that, but I don't really see them challenging the likes of the Buccaneers or the Rams or the Cardinals, quite frankly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Bengals are a solid team, but the Green Bay Packers, like you said, I mean, this is a good team, but they are just probably not on that same tier as some of those other teams. Um, very good ball club, but I'm not so sure they'll compete. And like you said, Cincinnati Bengals, they've impressed so far. Jamar Chase, that kid looks insane. He has played so well so far. They've got a really good offense. They've got a lot of good pieces there. So the future is bright in Cincinnati. I think that defense could use a little improvement, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, oh, my God, we're doing this thing again. All right. Well, I'll click on them for these games, but um, Browns Chargers, we got to talk about it. And uh, we'll talk about this and then maybe the two primetime games. What a game this was. I mean, these Chargers offense is just ridiculous. Justin Herbert, this kid is a uh, straight out superstar. He is, I mean, you were saying he's going to be top five. He looks like he might already be top five. He is just unreal. And for the Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb is going to be out this week. So he's a little banged up, but they really are so elite at running the football, by far the best running team in the NFL. And Baker Mayfield, I mean, he's kind of had an eh season, pretty good game. What are your thoughts on the Cleveland Browns and the Chargers game right here? Odell Beckham, only two catches as well. That was pretty interesting as well. Yeah, I, I mean, the main difference in this game is Justin Herbert. The guy, the guy is just insane. Five, what it, sorry, five or six total touchdowns that he had. Five total touchdowns he had. Five total, yeah. Uh, the, uh, I, when he got the ball back, 42-41, I don't really think anybody had any doubts sort of that uh, he was going to go down and punch the ball. The one thing that didn't really make sense to me was the Cleveland Browns end of uh, end of game play calling. They seemed to like just keep taking shots, Steve, and then they ran the ball on third and 10 beforehand when they got the ball back. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Uh, I, you saw you see it with teams all over the league. You can't beat elite quarterbacks and elite offenses by being conservative. You, 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 have, to, you have to try to win the games. And then going deep every single play when they got the ball back, I'm not really sure – and that when they were moving the ball efficiently, I'm not really sure why they didn't just run their regular offense. I mean, they had like, what, like a minute 40 and three timeouts. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the main story of this game is Justin Herbert. And I think Brendan Staley has been, has done an excellent job since coming to Los Angeles. I mean, I think this is one of the most pronounced coaching. You can see how different, you know, this team is playing under a different coach. They're really playing for him. His game management is so much better. You know, him going for it on fourth down and it paying off, something Anthony Lynn would never do, and it cost them games last year, obviously, his game management. But, yeah, elite young head coach, elite, elite young quarterback. Potentially, I think he might even be the second or third best quarterback in the league right now. Uh, I mean, there's some excellent quarterbacking going on right now, and he's just at the top of the list. Yeah, he really is. I mean, what a good game. Like you said, Justin Herbert, just on another level, and this Chargers team, I think they're going to run away with the AFC West at this point. I mean, this is such a good ball club. We're going to talk about the Chiefs in a second, but that Chiefs team, there is major, major issue and worry for concern. On the flip side, though, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, this has been a team that just, in their two losses, they just can't close games right now. They had trouble closing against both the Chargers and the Chiefs. They've been up going into the fourth, and they just haven't been able to get it done. And that's something that uh, we saw last year even. We saw that in the playoff game against the Steelers. They got let the Steelers get a little too close yeah, at the end. Yeah, they did. The Cleveland Browns, I mean, this is just a team that I don't know if they're getting comfortable or it's just bad play call, but it is something they absolutely need to figure out. And with the playmakers they have on that offense, it shouldn't be a problem to be able to close out games and run the clock down, especially with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, I don't see why you're just running the ball three, four times there. You're almost guaranteed to get a first down, I'd say. I mean, those guys are so talented, especially with that O-line. So I don't know what the Cleveland Browns are doing. They just need to work on closing games. 
I'm not worried about the defense. I mean, this is just a shootout kind of game. Both of these defenses are better than, you know, giving up 40 plus points. I th- yeah. I still believe these two teams are in the top tier of teams in the AFC. I think these two teams, the Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore Ravens, those are probably the top four teams right now in my mind in the AFC. Um, but I mean, very good game from these teams, Cleveland Browns, um, you know, just kind of work on closing. They, they played good. And then, you know, fourth quarter, it didn't look so good. All right. Bills chiefs. we got to talk about this. Josh Allen and the bills absolutely stormed uh, and, you know, demolished the Kansas city chiefs. It wasn't a close game. Pat Mahomes. I mean, they've turned the ball over a lot. The running attack just hasn't been there. Offense was all right, but the bills, I mean, this is just a very good offensive team. They're starting to run the ball a little more. They've had Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. They played pretty well this year and just so many off- options in that receiving game. Dawson Knox has emerged as a good young tight end. You've got Stephon Diggs, obviously, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis. And the defense is very good as well. I think Buffalo has established themselves. I was wrong on Buffalo. I thought Buffalo was going to be that third team in the AFC. I thought the Chiefs and the Browns were the two best teams. I think the Buffalo Bills right now are unquestionably – Maybe the Chargers, but I, to me, think the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the AFC right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, that Kansas City defense might be one of the might be the worst defense I've ever watched at an NFL level. I mean, it, it's terrible. I don't know whether it's coaching because they lost a couple guys from last year, but their defense is around league average last year, and this year it's just completely collapsed. I mean, and it's hard. At, and you know, we can talk about the Chiefs' offense all we want, but. We all know that that this is not the root of this team's problems, and it's hard for an offense to always keep playing catch up when your defense is that bad. I mean, this off this offense, this that defense made Jalen Hurts look like uh, Joe Montana when they played. I, th- this th- this defense is just atrocious. You can't win with the you can't win with the defense like this. I'm never going to count them out just because they have Patrick Mahomes and he can turn it on at any given time. And their schedule, I, I don't really agree with these takes that they're going to miss the playoffs or you know the they'll be league average because their schedule really does ease up. I mean, they've had the hardest schedule in the league so far. They played the likes of the Ravens, the Browns, the Chargers already. Uh, and now the Bills argue, like you just said, the 14th, the four best teams in the AFC, which I agree with you on. Uh, they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the AFC just because there's so many good quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, all probably top playing like top five quarterbacks right now, all MVP candidates. I mean, you can't I, – I can't say how much enough. You cannot win with a defense like that. And I've said it – I think I've said it on this podcast before. The Chiefs sorely, sorely miss a number two receiving option. McCall Hardman is simply not good enough. And Kelsey and Hill, there's too much pressure being put on them, especially considering that lack of a running game. It's, it's, it's not good for concerns. The defense – you're never going to win a stack of a conference uh, as the AFC, you know, with the, with with one side of the ball playing like that. I still think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll win anything this year, though. Uh, and like you can see, Patrick Mahomes is sort of trying to overcompensate because they they they're falling behind. They have to throw the ball so much. He threw the ball 54 times. Uh, just not good for the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs in a big, very big hole right now. I mean, this defense is just, like you said, atrocious. And I feel like you covered it really well. It's just not playing good, and, and this team will not – I think they'll be a playoff team. With Pat Mahomes, you just can't see this team missing the playoffs. But defensively, I mean, if things don't change or, or take a sharp turn, I mean, this defense, we've seen they just have to be about league average for this team to be, you know, a Super Bowl contender. But the way it is right now, I mean, if this is a bottom-half defense, I just can't see Kansas City winning anything. And the offense itself, as good as it is, 
you know, they've underperformed a bit as well. We can say great things about this offense all day, but they've not played up to the standards that we've seen in the past. I mean, Pat Mahomes has turned the ball over a lot more than he has in the past. Obviously, he's having to throw a lot more being down, but we've seen a little more, little few more mistakes this year from Pat Mahomes. So, you know, as talented as this offense is, not a good spot for the Kansas City Chiefs. And last game before we – yeah, go ahead. I, I will say one thing. Uh, when it comes to wild card weekend, I'm not sure too many teams are going to want Patrick Mahomes rolling into town. I'll just say that. Yeah. So they'll, yes, they'll be I, tough. We know how the NFL playoffs are quarterbacking off to Marines to three. I'm not going to declare a season dead five games because uh, we know the NFL playoffs are. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And moving on, lastly, I mean, this was a great game. The Baltimore Ravens, what resilience they showed. Carson Wentz honestly played pretty good in this game. This game didn't fall on him. Carson Wentz has looked honestly decent so far as a Colt. Um, I will say Jonathan Taylor had a pretty good game, but Lamar Jackson, I mean, what a performance. This is just one his greatest performance in the NFL. This guy, unreal. Mark Andrews had a superstar game. Uh, I mean, real quick, I mean, I don't think we need to touch really on the Colts, but just the Baltimore Ravens. This team has overcome so many injuries, and they're proving they're still a top-four team in this AFC. Yeah, I mean, Lamar is just uh, – he, he's unbelievable. He's just unreal. He He's so good. He's taken his game to a whole new level. I mean, to, to, that, to be fair, I mean, that's an all-time choke job from the Colts. 16 points up, eight yeah. minutes left in the fir- fourth quarter. But I got to give Lamar his credit. He was just – he was unbelievable. 500 total yards of offense. Those are like – Stuff you see in college, not in not in the NFL. Uh, but we said before the the Colts defense is really, really questionable. They're not gonna win any, like I said about the Chiefs, they're not gonna win anything with that defense. And the Colts had Carson Wentz, not Patrick Mahomes. Uh but l- like I said, the story of this game is Lamar Jackson. I mean, if the season ended today, you can make a very good case for him being the uh the MVP of the National Football League, uh, along with guys like Herbert and others. But Lamar has just elevated his game to a whole new level and he looked unbelievable, not only as a runner, but he looked like an all-pro passer uh, on Monday night. Uh, and he really led them through, led them back through the air. Uh, he was picking apart the defense. And people keep saying Lamar is going to be figured out, but the day that day just, just does not seem like it's going to arrive ever. Yeah, it really has. Uh, it really does not seem like it's going to arrive. I mean, Hollywood Brown also has taken this game to a new level. That has been so huge. He not a number one receiver, but – he has become very good for that offense, and that's what they need. Mark Andrews, such a talent as well. I mean, this team has done a great job with what they've been given. I don't really have too much more to say other than that. Um, the Colts, I mean, they just, in my opinion, the passing offense is good, but Jonathan Taylor needs to run the ball. Obviously, it's tough Ravens defense, but Jonathan Taylor needs to be more involved. I mean, 15 carries, you need to run the ball 20 times at that kind of rusher. He is such a talent. We saw that on that receiving touchdown. They just don't use him enough. I mean, I, it's like frustrating to watch. They really need to get Jonathan Taylor a little more involved. But like you said, Michael Pittman looks great. I mean, Paris Campbell, these are, you know, options. T.Y. Hilton is set to return, so we'll see what happens. But Indianapolis Colts, one and four, not a good spot. That's for sure. Listen, that's all I want from them. If if Wentz plays well and they keep losing, that's the optimal result because then they can't bench them. And draft pick, uh, the draft pick for the Eagles carries. Yeah. I mean, speaking of the Eagles, I don't know. I mean, the Thursday night game, I honestly don't know if there's too much to touch on. I mean, you can touch on if you want the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, really not a strong performance. Um, I mean, he's been very inconsistent. But, you know, the Bucs, um, kind of what you expect from the Bucs. They got the job done. They got a little close at the end, but it seemed like they were always in control. Yeah, I mean, I will say that Tom Brady really didn't play that well or not as well as we've used to see him play this year. I mean, 
he did kind of let them back in the game. They really did have a shot to win at the end. Uh, as much crazy as it sounded, is up to that point, it was the most lopsided, one of the most lopsided games I've ever been in attendance for. And then all of a sudden, they're down six points with like five minutes left. Uh, I'm, I just have to make a quick comment on this. The NFL's taunting rule is horrible. They have to get rid of it. I mean, I, I'm not sure if you saw, but uh, on the Bucks' final drive of the game, they basically had a one-yard run. The Eagles had all the momentum. And they called a taunting call on one of the softest plays you'll ever see in your life. Um, they were in London, but uh, that's not why the Eagles lost. Uh, you expect a team like the Buccaneers to take care of a team like the Eagles. Jalen Hurts doesn't really look like he's an NFL starting quarterback. And Nick Sirianni is certainly not an NFL coach. I mean, we ran – he gave Miles Sanders one, half, one carry and a half. And do I get that, obviously, running against this Buccaneers defense is not going to be all that successful because of guys like Vieta and William Golston and – obviously all the rest and had them having the best run events in the league. Yes. But you have to run the ball more than one time. It's almost like a cartoon stat. Uh, not too much to say about the Buccaneers. They got the job done. That defensive backfield is a little bit of a concern. Uh, and Brady's, I'm not concerned about Brady also. I think that hand injury was probably hindering him a little bit, uh, but he's been, he's been obviously one of the best quarterbacks in football this year. He'll continue that, but I'll just say most lopsided one score game I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right, moving on to this week's prediction. We're going to start in London. Jags, Dolphins, I'm going to start here. And this one's a weird one for me because these are two bottom five teams in the NFL. Yeah. And I'm actually in London. I just have a feeling the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to yeah. win this game. So I'm going to pick the Jags as bad as they are. I don't know. It's just kind of a gut feeling. I've seen some signs. I mean, that Bengals game to me was encouraging for the Jaguars. I know that was, I believe, two weeks ago. Last week was bad against Tennessee. But I don't know. I, I don't think the uh, the Dolphins really have the playmakers on offense that really can threaten the Jaguars. I mean, we saw what they did with Miles Gaskin last week. We'll see if they can replicate that maybe, see if Waddle gets involved. But I don't know. Kind of a weird feeling. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to pick up his first NFL win this week. Uh, yeah, I actually agree with you. Uh, I, I think the Dolphins are horrible. I, I think they're terrible. Jacoby Brissett, I, he's still starting this week, right? Tua's not coming back this early. It might be Tua this week, I think. They yeah. said. There's a chance it could be Tua. Probably not Tua at 100%, though. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. So either Jacoby yeah. Brissett is not an NFL quarterback or Tua not at 100%. We don't know if he's even an NFL level quarterback at this time. I don't think Tua, yeah. Tua at 100% is nothing special. Yeah, but uh, I think Urban Meyer is probably a little thankful to John Gruden for getting some of that pressure, <laughs> some yeah. of that media attention off of his back. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Jaguars – I'm going to go with the Jaguars as well to get their first win of the year, and I'm rooting for them heavy because Dolphins draft pick conveys to the Eagles no matter what. So the Eagles could potentially end up from a top three. Eagles are going to have a crazy draft. Yeah, yeah that's why they have, they, they got to fire Howie Roseman. They got to fire Howie Roseman before this draft. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is crazy to see, but unfortunately for the Eagles, this draft really does not have any top QBs. So they really, yeah. it's it, it's almost like you almost might want to trade for, you know, Mackey or something like that. But um, it is really crazy. I mean, these quarterbacks are bad this year. Like they're, they're, we've seen that kid from Liberty, I believe Malik Willis is his name. He looks probably like the best guy that's going to be in there this year. But I mean, Spencer Rattler has just imploded. That guy is, hor he should not be, probably he's not going to get drafted, I would say. Uh, he's going to return to college, I think, next year. Uh, probably transfer somewhere to rebuild his reputation. But uh, Makarov from Ole Miss is the other guy that has been getting some buzz. Yeah. He didn't look great against Alabama. But then again, who looks great against Alabama besides yeah. 
Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, I, I think he could be a pretty solid story. But like you said, not a lot of quarterback talent in this draft. Uh, the defensive, the defensive backfield talent is loaded, and the Eagles sorely need a improvement at linebacker and safety. So I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yep. All right, we got Vikings Panthers next game. I'm going to pick the Vikings here. Panthers CMC. It seems like he had kind of a step back this week, so he's still out. Dalvin Cook is going to be back this week, and I think the Vikings. It was the last minute win last week, but still, this team is too good not to win this game. I think they're just the better team. Carolina's defense is all right. It's played pretty well so far, but I mean, tough loss to the Eagles. I think they're true colors. I think Sam Darnold's true colors kind of showed last week, and uh, I think the Vikings are going to pull this one out. I just think they're the better all-around team. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings just for all those same reasons you listen. Sam Darnold is not an, he's not an NFL starter. He's, he's simply not. He's the biggest – him and that offensive line are the biggest issue with that team. Uh, they're not going to be the Vikings. Like you just said, such a more well-rounded team than that of the Panthers. This is going to be maybe the best game of the week, Chargers-Ravens. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think the Chargers are just the better team. I mean, it is Baltimore at home, but I just think that Chargers, that Justin Herbert offense, I think it's just going to be too much for the Ravens. I think it could be a very high-scoring game. I think it'll be very interesting. Um, But I don't know. I mean, one concern, as good as Lamar was last week, Colts played him close. It was a close game. So um, I think the Chargers will be able to win this one. I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Um, I think that home field advantage is going to be a big answer. Big answer. I do think the Chargers are a better team. I'm going to pick the Ravens, though, I think. And this is going to be a very similar game last, to last week for the Chargers. And by the way, all these like great AFC heavyweights are just like slugging each other out. I mean, it's very rare when yeah. you see them all play each other. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Sort of a gut feeling pick. I mean, uh, these uh, both of these teams, I think, are just absolutely excellent. Um, yeah, I, I'll go with the Ravens just because of that home field advantage. This game, I mean, I don't even know if we have to talk about Rams-Giants. This should be the Rams. Uh, Saquon, once again, is injured. We talked to Darius Tony though. He looks like a potential very young superstar playmaker in the making. Looked very good against the Dallas Cowboys last week, but uh, the Rams are just going to be too much for the Giants to handle. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Rams, obviously. The <laughs> Rams, obviously. Yeah, we do have bye weeks, too, this week, we should mention. So less yeah. games uh, yeah. will be available this week. Uh, Texans-Colts, this is going to be an interesting game. Honestly, Texans have played the pads really well last week, but I am going to give the benefit of the doubt to the Colts. They also played a very strong game this past week against Baltimore. Um, I think the Colts are just going to be a little too much to handle. They've got a very good rushing attack. T.Y. Hilton's back. And I just think the Texans, Davis Mills, I mean, I think they kind of played some of their cards last week against the pass. They kind of tried to go all loud in that win, and it still wasn't enough. Um, and I think the Colts are a better team than their record shows. I don't think they're a, an amazing team, but I think they're better than one and four per se. So I'm going to go Colts here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go Colts too. Uh, I've said this for a lot of Texans games this year. It might be different if Tyrod was starting, but he's not. It's Davis Mills. And he actually played very well last week to his credit. Uh, but like you said, I'm going to go with the Colts here. I think they're a much better team than the Texans. I think they're much better than what the record says. I hope they lose. I don't think they will. Uh, I'll go with the Colts. Uh, the Texans are just going to keep on losing their way to a top three or four pick. Yep. I mean, this is the game of the disappointing here. Chiefs-Washington. I mean, Washington defense, that has just become one of the worst units as long as well as the Chiefs. And uh, I think that kind of tells the story in this one. Offensively, these two teams are not even in the same stratosphere. Terry McLaurin did not practice the other day with the hamstring issue. So it seems like he might actually not be playing after, you know, having no injury and 
that coming up. Signs are not looking good for Terry. I'm going to go Chiefs here. Tyree Kill should be on the field. He's been a little banged up. He got hurt last week with what I believe was a quad issue, but they expect him to play. And I think that offense will just be a way too much for that Washington D to handle. I think we could see some crazy games from some of their playmakers, um, any of them. I think Nico Hardman can even have a crazy game. I think that's how you know bad this Washington defense is. I mean, yeah, I agree. The Chiefs, this is a game where the Chiefs can like take some of their anger out on that Washington defense, some of that frustration out. Uh, maybe for the Chiefs to gain some high, some confidence back against a quarterback like Taylor Heineke. Um, we'll see, but I, I'm not even giving Washington a shot to win here. Patrick Mahomes is going to tear up that defense. And I don't think I can remember an, an, a unit as overrated as the Washington defense coming into the season. People were saying this could be a top three or five unit in the NFL. And I did say to you on this podcast, I had some very real concern about that defensive backfield. And I, I those concerns are still there. It's terrible. It's one of the worst in the NFL. And of course you have beasts like Chase Young and Montes from that line, but it doesn't matter when that defensive backfield can't even cover a receiver for more than two seconds. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Washington is terrible. They might even be worse than the Eagles, which is a pretty unbelievable thing to say. But uh, yeah, and, and and they should be one and four going to one and five right now. They got very lucky. They'll be two and four. It, that organization is a total dumpster fire right now. I mean, there's some bad stuff going on over there. We know the NFL is pretty deep into an investigation over them. Dan Snyder might be in some hot water. And to be fair to the players, it might be kind of hard to focus in a situation like that. We saw that with the Raiders last week. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you said it well. And I think with the Chiefs, one thing I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about how bad that defense is, they've just put way too much money into this offense. We saw this offensive rebuild on the O-line this year. They gave so much money to guys like Joe Tooney. They've extended all their playmakers, but obviously you have to, but it's left no money for the defense. Tyron Matthew might not even get an extension. He's by far their best defensive player, in my opinion. You know, Chris Jones is great, but he's been not on the field right now. Um, it just sucks. They put way so way too much money in that offense, and and now it's, you know, biting them in the back for having that bad of a defense. Uh, I do. All right, Packers. Yeah. I, I do agree with what you just said. Sorry, I just want to add one thing real quick. Yeah, uh, uh, they're just it, – it's not only that, obviously, they don't have that much money. It's just so many guys who were fine last year have been awful this year. Just so much regression from that Chiefs defense, and it's really almost unheard of, the level of the, – the extent of the step they've taken back. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Packers, Bears, Justin Fields. I mean, he's just looking better and better each week. He's getting way more comfortable. It seems like they're building the offense more around him. Made a good win against the Raiders last week. Still, guys like Allen Robinson really haven't been involved, which is tough to see. I'm sure he's counting down the seconds till he can get out of that place. And, uh, you know, it sucks for him because, you know, his contract really shouldn't be affected by his play this season because it's not his fault. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I'm going to go Green Bay here. Um, it is in Chicago but I just don't think the bears are, are ready enough. They've played better in recent weeks. So I'll give them credit. The Chicago bears, we were clowning on them saying this might be a, a bottom feeder team. It doesn't look like that. It looks like they're kind of in the middle range of, of teams in the league right now. Um, so I'm going to go Packers still. I think the Packers are a better team. Aaron Rodgers uh, and that offense should be able to get the job done. Uh, yeah. I'll agree with you. Justin Fields is three and out as a starter though. Right. Yeah. I believe. No, he lost to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, that was yeah, yeah, sort of much, but yeah, I mean, Justin Fields has looked pretty good since going far. I think he's probably probably been the best rookie quarterback so far, probably in his limited 
showing. I, I mean, maybe, maybe Mac Jones, but I maybe know. Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones has kind of been a little bit of a turnover machine this year, though, is the only issue. <laughs> uh, yeah. As is expected of a rookie quarterback. But yeah, I'll go with the Packers. I think Justin Fields is a very bright future. They've got to fire Matt Nagy and get in a real offensive guy this year, guy this offseason to work with Justin Fields. We saw what it can do for so many quarterbacks around the league. And if Justin Fields looks like this play under Matt Nagy, that uh, I think that's a very promising sign for Bears fans. Uh, but I'll, I'll go with the Packers here. I think they're immensely more talented than the Bears. Um, and I think they'll move it to 5-1. and one. But like I said, they're not on their top-tier teams in the NFC for me. Bengals-Lions, I mean, tough loss for the Lions last week. We saw Dan Campbell in tears. I mean, just so hard to watch, really. But the Cincinnati Bengals, I think it's one of the premier offenses in the league. They should have a fun time against this Lions defense. So I'm going to pick the Bengals. I mean, I think the Lions, they're going to get some wins this year. They'll come eventually. I could see them maybe pulling this one out if the Bengals, you know, if that defense, if that Detroit defense steps up, I think the Lions could be in for a nice week. That said, I'm going to pick the Bengals here. I just think the Bengals are the better team. I know I'm picking a lot of favorites and a lot of, you know, sleepers here, but um, I just think there's a lot of picks that are just kind of almost locks at this point. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the Bengals as well here. You got to feel for the Lions, man. I mean, they could very easily be three and two here, but uh, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. They've got to be one of the worst late game teams I've ever seen in my entire life. It's, it, 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 it's so sad. I mean, I think they're the best winless team for five weeks I've ever seen. Uh, just got to feel bad for Dan Campbell, the rest of that Lions team. But I'll, I'll go with the Bengals again here. Like you said, that offense is probably going to prove too much for Jared Goff and the Lions defense to keep up with. Yeah. Cardinals-Browns, this game got a little more interesting in the past 24 hours. Chandler Jones is going to be out. He's got COVID and Cliff Kingsbury, and a few other coaches are also out due to COVID. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, the play caller, they don't have an offensive coordinator, so they're really in a bind for play calling. We're going to see Vance Joseph maybe call some plays. He's coached before in the NFL, but uh, the Cardinals are going to be a very tough spot, and I'm going to pick the Cleveland Browns. I know Cleveland is without Nick Chubb, but it is in Cleveland. I think that's a very tough place to play there. They haven't lost there this season, and uh, you know I think the Cleveland Browns defense, I think they'll be able to stop Kyler Murray, and I think that Cardinals defense I feel like they're going to be tested this week against an offense like Cleveland. Uh, Odell, I, I think they got to get Odell more involved. Two catches last week. I know he had a drop. That was pretty bad, but it's embarrassing. You got to get this guy involved. I think this is probably his last year regardless. I think that 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 uh, that pairing just has not worked out. He's probably not happy. The Browns aren't really happy with him and, and the money they have to pay him. But I'm going to pick the Cleveland Browns. I, I think they'll you know put up a strong showing. Um, and I think, the, I think really what's hurting the Cardinals is just all that the, you know, the coach out, Chandler Jones is out. They just got, are really struggling with COVID right now. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the Browns here just because you said, obviously not having your head coach there is not not, not, not a good scenario in any word. I think the Cardinals have a little bit of fluke about them. I don't think they're as good as their record says. I think Kyler's – it's going to be very tough for Kyler to sustain this level of play because he's – the way he's playing is just um, – he's been unbelievably good. I mean – yeah, I think they're a great team. That win against the Rams is very impressive. I think they're a little bit overrated, though. Like, I don't, I'm not getting on that Super Bowl contenders train for them. I do, yeah. hope, I do hope they win it though, because Zach Richards just traded their Eagles legend, obviously, and it shows that they're going for it. I mean, that trade really does. I mean, if there was any doubt about it before, this this Cardinals team thinks they can win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I do. I'm gonna pick the Browns. Though. I think they're a better team, and I think it's gonna be very tough for Arizona to go into the dog pound and pull out a victory. 
This next game, I mean, Dallas is – they are just a very good ball club. This defense, Trevon Diggs, I mean, look, he's a bit overrated. We know that, you know, he's, you know, getting overhyped when you're comparing him to Deion Sanders. But what he is doing in terms of the interceptions is very impressive. He has – I believe it's six through five games now, has a pick in every game. He's been very impressive. Cowboys defense looks a lot better. Micah Parsons played pretty well. And this offense is just almost unstoppable with the two-back monster of Zeke. And Pollard, you've got Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Omar Cooper. Dallas is going to win this game, and Dallas is a serious threat in my mind to potentially make the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I think this Dallas team is outstanding. Uh, uh, pains me to say that. I see it pains you to say that. <laughs> the, the, the run game is just – I mean, Zeke is back to his peak form. He might be even better than he was at his peak form right now. Uh, this is the, I think this is the best he's ever looked. And Dak, Dak Prescott just – he hasn't missed a beat since coming back from his injury. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. I'm not sure the Cowboys defense can sustain that level of play. And I'm not sure Trayvon Diggs' level of uh, interceptions is exactly the most sustainable thing in the world. Six interceptions through five games doesn't really seem like a trend that's going to continue. But credit to him. He's been great this year. Obviously, like you said, a little bit overrated. But, yeah, I- I'm going to roll with the Cowboys here. Uh, that offense is just unstoppable. I don't know if I would pick them to go to the Super Bowl. I think they might be an exit in like the divisional or the, the NFC championship game. That might be the Eagles fan of me talking, but I don't think the Cowboys are on the level of like a Rams or a Buccaneers, just in my, just in my opinion. Definitely not as complete, but that offense can play with anyone. That is what I will say and why I think they have, you know, a shot at least to say the least. Um, this next game, Raiders Broncos, I'm going to go with Denver here. Um, I mean, this is a lot of controversy this week in Las Vegas. And I think, you know, it will take a toll on some of these guys. It's it's just a lot to handle. And you're going to Denver, a tough place to play as it is, you know, with the temperature, the altitude. It's going to be difficult. I think the Broncos, I think both these teams are overhyped. Both these teams will miss the playoffs. But, uh, you know, I think Denver will figure out a way to pull this one out. Yeah, I, I agree with you uh, on both fronts. I think this might be a really, really – I mean, it already is. It's a really, really bad situation for the Raiders. You got to feel for the players because essentially this just became a lot – what started out as a three-year promising season became a lost season overnight, basically. I mean, it, it's almost unbelievable. And like you said, the controversy has really just more of the season. That's what this Raiders season will be remembered for, unfortunately, rather than, you know, promising young teams starting to break out. Uh like you, these guys, I, I saw something on TV. Uh, I think Randy Moss said it. He said, uh, you know, instead of focusing on the game, you're focusing on answering these questions and what your coach is doing, you know, behind your back or whatever. And, I'm, you know, I'm not going to make any commentary on what John Gruden, on the contents of the email, but all I'll say is it's very, very difficult for a team to focus in you know, off-field scandal as big as that. I agree. Uh, Seahawks, Steelers, Russell Wilson is going to be out. He was just placed on IR, so can't return until week nine at the earliest. Um, Primetime game, Geno Smith, at quarterback. I'm going to take the Steelers here. I thought they had a good win last week. Juju is out, but, um, you know, I I don't think that's going to do too much um, for the Steelers. I think Najee Harris is a superstar talent. I think he's a superstar in the making. And, uh, you know, I just think that in terms of defense in this game with Geno Smith at QB, both these QBs are pretty bad. I just think the Steelers' defense is going to get more stops than the the Seahawks, and uh, that's why I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers as well. I think I would definitely be picking the Seahawks if Russell Wilson was playing, but he's not. Somehow, Geno Smith might not be the second worst. Might not be the second. Might not be the worst quarterback in this game. 
unbelievably. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, it might be. It's like not yeah, even maybe, that maybe. outrageous take. But uh, yeah, I'll go with the Steelers just because the the, Heinz, the Heinz Field advantage. Uh, that defense, I think the Steelers defense is like you said, leaps and bounds above that of the Seahawks. Uh, so I'll roll with the Steelers. We're agreeing a lot this week. I, I have a feeling we're going to agree. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We only have, it looks like one difference this week so far. And that is the Jaguar. Oh no. We both picked the Jags. Yeah. Oh, Ravens chargers is our difference. Yeah. Yeah. This week. That probably means we're going to have so many of these wrong though. Is what that, <laughs> last week we did well. You had 12 correct. And I had 11 correct. That was our best week yet. Uh, no one before had gotten more than 10. So uh, we did very well last week. Um, man, we should have done like a parlay together. Maybe we would all I know. Money. Maybe we can win some money, Griffin. <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, a lot of agreeing this week. That probably means we're headed for a very low total this week. But um, Bills, Titans. Um, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills here, as I assume you are. This is arguably one of the best teams, a top three team in the NFL. Um, the offense is just spectacular. The defense is very good as well. And the Tennessee Titans, just an underwhelming start to the season. I mean, they've had some wins here and there, but they've had some bad weeks. And uh, Derrick Henry has been sensational as always. You wonder when this guy's going to kind of break down and it, the workload will uh, start to wear on him, but it hasn't happened yet. And uh, one thing I will say, and, you know, the Titans defense, eh, Ryan Tannehill definitely seems like he's kind of uh, regressed a little bit. He has not been impressive whatsoever this year uh, with playmakers like Julio and A.J. Brown there too. I mean, it's just been non-existent, that passing offense. So I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I just think they're a much better team. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills as well. I think Josh Allen is going to rip apart that Titans defense. And that Bills defense is going to prove very, very formidable for Ryan Tannehill. I think they're obviously going to make Ryan Tannehill beat him. And like you said, he's looked very suspect this year. He's looked – there have been a lot of Adam Gase, Miami Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill moments this year. Uh, obviously, his receivers really haven't been healthy at all. Uh, A.J. Brown, is by playing last week, he really didn't look like he was healthy. Um so I'll give him some of the benefit of the doubt. We'll see how the Titans play. I really don't think they're, they're very good. And I think the AFC South is probably the weakest division of football top to bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Bills here. I think they're in another league than the Titans. Uh, of course, that'll probably make me look stupid, but yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to be made stupid a lot this week. We'll revisit these picks. I mean, I can, I already know we're going to have some, <laughs> some BS come here and happen, but um. Yeah. With that, I mean, that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Uh, once again, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. We appreciate it a lot. If you haven't already, please drop a subscribe, like, comment on the video. Go check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well at Outside the Arena there. Go check our Instagrams out as well as the podcast Instagram, Outside the Arena Podcast. That will all be in the description. Um, and, yeah, with that, I mean – Enjoy the weekend. Uh, a lot of good sports, baseball, NBA is returning soon. NHL just returned. Um, so, you know, sports are, are active right now. So enjoy it. Um, and, yeah, we'll be back next week on Outside the U.